to Table Talk with Chadi, a podcast for millennials designed to motivate, inspire, and educate you on what it really takes to live a real life on purpose. This isn't your typical podcast. You can count on me to keep it real, funky, and relatable here on Table Talk with Chadi. Hey guys, it's Natasha Toddy Weston, and this is episode 21 of the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. You are in for a treat today because I have joining me one of my longtime girlfriends, Monique Griffin, and we're going to be chopping it up today about how to travel and do so without spending your entire life savings. Now, it's officially springtime, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one out here ready to take a few vacations. So Monique is the perfect person to have here today because she is a traveling expert. She's always traveling. And what's even more special about Monique is that she's really focused on gaining broader travel experiences and sharing her insights and her experiences with her family, with her friends, and for those of us who are connected with her on social media. Monique has visited destinations all across the world, including Italy, Dubai, Australia, China, Hong Kong, y'all, the list seriously gets longer, Thailand, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, and Greece. And those are just a few. So I think it's beyond safe to say that Monique is very fluent in the arena of traveling. So today I'm excited to talk to her about traveling, why it's important, and how we can get some more stamps on our passports. So welcome to the podcast, Monique. Thank you for having me. Um, Before we start, I wanted to say congrats to you on the Toddy brand. You're doing an amazing job. I remember when we used to be on conference calls together with Define Your Pretty, and it started way back then. So I'm just really proud of you. You're doing amazing work. Thank you so much, Monique. So, yeah, she just brought up a really good point. Monique and I, I don't even remember how long ago Define Your Pretty was. It's been so long. But Monique and I met virtually through um, an internship with Monique and Keita from the T.O. Show, their publicist. And we that's kind of how we connected. That is how we connected. And we've been connected ever since then and, you know, to go back off of what you said, you've definitely inspired me in so many ways, and um, I'm just thankful that we've been able to stay connected for so long. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So, okay, let's start with the basics, because when I was thinking about what in the world am I going to ask you, one question came to mind first that I'm, I'm just really curious about. I don't know about the listeners, but I'm really curious to find out. How did you, like, fall in love with traveling? Like, what was your first experience when you knew that this was something that you had to make a lifelong mission? What was Where was the first place you traveled to? Kind of take us back to that experience. You know, actually, when I, growing up, when I was young, um, we used to travel all the time. Um, people used, will ask me, were you in the military? Was your father in the military? No. His job, he was a computer consultant, so we moved yearly. You know, I lived in Greece. I lived in Saudi Arabia. We moved all the time. So growing up, I was such an introvert. I didn't like meeting people because I felt that, you know, I'm going to be moving in a couple, um, in like a year or so. We're not going to be connected any longer. So I hated moving all the time. But 
that's the way I grew up. I lived different places. So when I got older and I started having a family of my own, uh, I wanted them to travel because I appreciated it more. I didn't appreciate it when I was young because, you know, when you're growing up, you meet your friends and you want to stay with your friends. Right. When you grow up, you see, you realize there's so much out there in the world and you want to be connected with it and you want to get out there and experience it. So uh, I would say probably in early 2000s, I started to travel um, more on my own. You know, um, I would just go to different places. It started locally, like nationally, I would just go different places in the U.S. And then I started to venture out going to different countries. And I just, I, I got an appreciation for it. And I wanted my kids to not necessarily move them to another country, but experience other countries and not just know California. Because it was important to me that they, they didn't just see one state and think this is what the world is. There's so much more out there. So my first experience with them was when I took them to Mexico. <clears throat> And we just went on a, a cruise. They enjoyed that. Um, and then each year I try and take my kids somewhere. They're grown now, but uh, I try and take them somewhere uh, on a family trip, like Dominican, any place they want to go where they can get all their schedules together and they can just experience other cultures and they have an appreciation for it. Awesome, awesome. So you grew up moving and traveling all over the place, and you mentioned you were an introvert, and I can relate with that. So you kind of dreaded having to move a different place because you always have to meet new people. So that's a very interesting um, starting point. And then early 2000s, you started to travel more, and now you're exposing your family and your children to it. So this brings me to my next question. Now, you know I have a three-year-old, so traveling for me is almost like a chore, because you have to do a little bit more planning. You have to make a little slightly different arrangement. So for those of us out here that are, you know, working moms and maybe we have families and small children, what is, like, the number one thing that you would recommend as far as, like, trip length? Where would be a good place to take – I'll use myself, for example. I would love to take Tyler on a, a vacation somewhere, maybe not, like, the common Disney World or – to Atlanta, where would you recommend his first trip being? Um, I would say somewhere maybe relatively, um, maybe like San Diego, uh, because they have close by, they have like uh, Knott's Berry Farm, they have the zoo, they have things like that that you could take take him to where he would enjoy. I know with my kids, I took him to Disneyland, you know, when they were first, when they were young, but that was stereotypical. Everybody wanted to go to Disneyland, and it was a it was a huge hassle because it was expensive. It was it, it was just <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. They did. I didn't enjoy it. I right. did it every single year, packing them up to take them to Disneyland. But there's different places throughout the country, like you know, some place where they have like the zoos. San Diego is a really good spot. I would say San Diego for the first one. Um, Disneyland maybe once or twice, but then they outgrow that. Um, and then maybe cruises are really, really enjoyable for kids because they have, um, if you take a cruise, they have a section on the cruise specifically for kids where they have uh, people watching them, they have games, they have food, they have prizes, everything for them. So cruises, the kids enjoy as well. It's like a kid center on the cruise. So you can have your time if you, if you get off the ship. I didn't leave my kids on the ship when I got off, but that, that's an option as well um, where you can go and explore, and then they have them um, on the ship with people that are tending to the children. But a cruise will also be nice. Carnival is great. Carnival is great for children because it's a family cruise. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, I have checked into cruises, and that's probably, like, the thing that I'll go with first. Um, like you said, you probably get more activities 
versus traveling to a city, and then you have to find things to do. So good advice. Um, now, I have a question, and this is something that is for as long as I've been following you, I was not clear on. So I want to ask you, like, right now. So you are very good with coordinating vacations and trips. I see you and your girlfriend, y'all take these fabulous girl trips all the time. And you just seem to be really good with coordinating, getting dates, and getting everybody, you know, together to, to go on vacation. So is this your business, or do you simply just enjoy doing this as a hobby? No, actually, I just do it as a hobby. Um, my yeah. business that I do, I work for a bank, so I've been in banking for 12 years. I'm in auto finance, but I do it on the side as a hobby. You know, people ask me all the time to help them coordinate trips or to help them find good prices and good deals, and they ask me when I'm going to get my own travel site up. And that's something I'm actually working on um, by the end of the, this year. I'm going to have my own travel um not a travel site, but I have some group trips planned, and it's going to be with a spin, so we're going to be doing a lot of volunteering uh, when we go on these trips with the, in, in other countries, but I'm working on that. I just do it as a hobby just to help people because I think a lot of people have a fear of traveling because they think it's too expensive and they can't afford it or they don't know exactly where to go or they're scared. So I try and ease all of that just by helping them, looking at deals, telling them where they can go. Um, I'll post all my pictures and things when I travel on social media to see, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. I've gone here. It's safe. It's fine. You know, um, these are all the things that you can do. I, I try not to make my trips just about me lounging on a beach. And, you know, I try and make them informational. Um, but I do help people in that in that realm. Awesome. That is really special. You don't hear too many people doing it just for a hobby. So that's really, really special, Monique. Um, so I know you said you're working on maybe turning it into a business. So I see your Facebook page. To me, your Facebook page kind of signifies like a blog, like in real time. And that's what I really appreciate about it. So have you ever considered maybe – turning it into like a blog or a blog and um, sharing your experiences that way? I thought about doing a blog. Um, I maybe would start um, a separate one because I know when we're going, we're going to South Africa in September. And what I wanted to do is pretty much blog that experience and have videos and have live feed, you know, where we're out there with the locals and things like that. So we're looking at, I have a partner that I'm uh, working with. Her name is Ashley. You might have seen her on my page, but we're working on that project getting started and having that up and going by September. But I would love to do that, um, to blog. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah I, would really, yeah, I would really appreciate that. Like that would be, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that like talks your page and lived through your traveling experiences. So I remember one time I traveled, and it was almost, the trip was really well, but the person that I traveled with, it ended up turning into, like, a nightmare. So I know myself and several of my listeners have probably had that experience once or maybe a few times in their lives. And I can recall a post that you shared, I think it was from Tiffany Travels or something along those lines, about travel squads and how important it is to know who you're traveling with because it can really make or break the experience. So what are a few signs to look for that would point you in the direction of a good travel buddy versus a bad one? And can you tell us about maybe one experience that you've had that maybe stands out to you? Well, for me – signs of a good travel buddy or someone that not everyone's organized. So like when it comes to 
traveling, they'll leave me, they'll leave that to me to organize the trip. And I don't mind doing that. That's what I like to do. Um, when I travel with my group of friends, we all have our strengths. So I have, like, I'll travel with some people and photography is their thing. Like, they'll They'll capture the best photos while we're out, and so I don't have to worry about that. I have someone who, you know, will do a lot of research on different locations we should go to eat and things like that. So there's certain things that each of us do that bring that make the trip work. Um, <clears throat> I know in the past when we've had new people that come and travel with us, it's always it's always um, important that whoever's invited them, that they know that person, that they basically, hey, I can vouch for this person. Um, I've traveled with them before or, you know, we've had a conversation, so they're going to bring some, some, some value to the trip. It's not someone who's going to be um, like you see on a reality talk show who's bringing drama to the trip. Yes. We, don't, we, don't, we don't do that. We, we, I've been blessed that everyone I've traveled with, we're a good group of people and we bring positivity and we can add something, but there's no drama in the trip. So anyone that I think is even potential drama, I don't invite them. On, and none of us do. We don't invite those people with us. Um, it's just because it saves hassle and it saves a lot of time. People are going to experience and have a great time on a, on a vacation and not to sit up there and have those um, petty conversations and things like that. It's, we don't associate with that. So <clears throat> it's important to just know who you're connected with and who your friends are connected with and just trust their judgment. And I've been blessed. We haven't, I haven't had any trips where I've had anyone on the trip that's that's been um, <clears throat> bringing negativity or negative energy because we don't. I think our circle of friends we don't we don't connect with that. So that's been right. a blessing. Yes, yeah. that's definitely a blessing. So to the part where I think we're all wondering and curious about, you seem to always plan trips that you budget very well. You plan way ahead of time and you do it smart and whenever the majority of my listeners, I know whenever they think about traveling, it's always money is always obviously like the top reason why a lot of people don't travel as often as they should. So can you give us just a few tips on how to plan smart when, especially traveling abroad to other countries, um, can you give us a few tips on what we should do to start planning for our, like, dream vacation and some tips that maybe you use when you're coordinating trips? Um, well, honestly, I think sometimes people fall back on the excuse that they don't have money for travel. And I think anyone who wants to travel has money. They just haven't figured out how to save or budget for it. Because, you know, when Beyonce's concert tickets drop or when they need to get their hair done or when they want to go buy a purse, they come up with the $500. Right. Right? Yeah. But when it comes to a trip, you know, that could cost less than $1,000, you can spend a week somewhere that you've always wanted to go. People fall back on, I don't have the money for that. Um, so typically when I plan a trip, I plan it at least, I want to say seven to nine months out. So I'm already looking into next year where I want to go, and I, I'll start looking at price, prices, um, and I'll start looking at destinations, the season, things like that. Um, and typically when I plan a trip, I put a deposit of two to three hundred dollars down, and you can pay on them as you choose, or you can pay it off at one. You know, you can pay it off up front. You can pay on it however you choose, as long as it's paid off ninety days before that trip. So I give everyone enough time where they have at least six to eight months to to save for a trip after they've put a deposit and just pay it monthly. All of our trips are. Um, relatively, you know, very. They're not expensive. You would think, oh, it's thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, 
typically every trip that I've taken has cost less than $2,500. And that's going to Africa, that's going to Australia, that's going to, you know, all over the China, Thailand, and Hong Kong, all three places was less than $2,500, including hotel, including air, including most meals. So it's affordable if you want to travel that way. The same amount that you put into going to New Orleans or going to Las Vegas, you know, where you're going to spend probably the same amount of money for two or three days to go to Essence Fest, you could go and you can have a cultural experience somewhere around the world. So I just say to people who really want to take that destination trip, First, decide where you want to go. Do your research. Decide what month you want to go. Because if you if you go on that trip, you know, just because the price is low doesn't mean that the weather is great, that that's the best time to be over there. <clears throat> also, once you do that, decide, is this going to be a trip where you're going with a group of people? And who do you want to go with? You know, don't just go with everybody because that's not going to make your trip enjoyable. You have to sometimes be selective on who you go with, especially if you haven't gone out of the country before. Some people can be very attached to um, always wanting to be connected with family, and that's okay. But if you're traveling with someone who always has to be on FaceTime or always has to be on the phone calling their their husband or their kids or so, that's not going to be an enjoyable experience for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you travel with someone who um, hasn't budgeted, so every place you go they don't have money for it, they're going to pay you back, or um, you know you, that you feel uncomfortable choosing places to go because you know they didn't bring enough money, that's going to be uncomfortable for you. So you have to be selective on who you're going with and, you know, think, take that stuff into consideration and make sure that everybody's on point with planning for it. If it means you, like sometimes I'll set up a payment uh, plan for them. Hey, make sure you're paying 200 It's due by the 15th of each month. Send it to me. I'll send in the payment. So I keep everybody on track and no one last minute is backing out. Um, <clears throat> And also just do your research on where you want to go when you get there. A lot of times you can book with tours, you know, so you can uh, get on a shuttle and then take you to all the best places, um, you know. So, you, you know, um, there are a lot of companies that do that, and it's cheaper to, to book it that way than to try to do it everything on your own where you're trying to jump in taxis and try and find your way all over the place. You're wasting time. So do your research before you get there, and you will have such a great experience. Great tip. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> so when are you coming on one of these trips with me? Let me ask you a oh, question. Oh, <laughs> listen, after this podcast, we need to talk because I need to go on the next one, and I'm serious. You know, I think I asked you, maybe it's been a few years now, um, you were planning a trip. Was it to Dubai? I think it was to Dubai, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, I let one of the common reasons why people don't go on trips uh, stop me, and you know that was you know lack of time. Maybe I don't have the money to really go and really enjoy myself because I think sometimes we also think, okay, well I have the money to pay for the trip, but will I have the money to spend when I get there? So you brought up some good points a few moments ago about you know really just planning before you get there so that you know how much things are going to cost and you're not wasting time riding around in taxis trying to figure out what to do so that you really plan smart. So I. Definitely Dubai is like at the top of my list. I would absolutely love to go there. It is gorgeous. And so I do need to talk to you about making this happen. You brought up another point that I think is also a really good accountability thing, and that's going ahead and putting down a deposit. Because most of us, once we put down a deposit, we're going to go, you know, because in most cases that's money we can't get back. And, you know, I think that's like one of those good things to do. So you brought up something else that I want to kind of go back to. You said, Cultural experiences are important. Can you tell us 
why it's important for us to really travel abroad more than anything versus just the normal, just going to have a good time and party and, you know, do all of that. Can you tell us why these types of experiences are vital for our well-being, for our growth as a person, um, you know, spiritual, spiritually? Can you tell us some good reasons why cultural experiences are a must? They're so important. You know, I try and do things that I can't typically do here in California or here in the U.S. Um, I try and meet people that I normally don't every, every day interact with. You know, one of the best experiences I had was when I went to South Africa and I went there to um, volunteer and be a um, correspondent for people who had HIV and AIDS. And, and it was so, it was just very hard for me, you know, to go over there and see all these little kids who they lived in houses that were, maybe like 500 square feet. It was five to six people living with their grandmother because their parents died of AIDS. Um, so they're living there. They're playing with rocks. They're out there playing with cans. But they're all happy. You know, they're all happy and they, they look content and they're not complaining about things. Then you come here to your own country and you have people complaining about everything from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. Nothing's good enough for them. Not appreciative of the food you have, the clothes on your back, the job you have that you complain about every single day, but it's helping pay your bills. Those those things that we take for granted, and then you go to these third world countries and you see people every day who don't have anything, but they're happy and they're making it work. So it's important to actually to see that. You know, it's important for my kids to see that, to see this is how people live in the world. There's more to the world than what you see every single day. And so you should always be appreciative whether you know, you come across these people, you come across someone homeless, you know, if you can help anybody in any kind of way, help that person because that you never know when you could be in that situation. You know, understanding people's cultures, and we're, we're different, but we're a lot alike. We're all humans. You know, we, have, we might speak different languages and have different skin color, different ethnic backgrounds, but we're all the same, you know. When I went to China a couple uh, months ago, <clears throat> they rarely see black women over there, rarely. So when we went over there, we were like a phenomenon. You know, they never saw, it was six, six of us um, black women, and we all had braids, all of us. Right. <laughs> all of us. So everywhere we went, we would see people taking pictures of us, and they would try and sneak and take pictures of us. <clears throat> and so we would kind of walk over to them, and we would just be like, here, let me see your phone. And they would, they would be nervous like we were going to take their phone. We're like, no, we'll, we'll take a picture. We'll do a selfie. We'll take it with you. You don't have to, you know, it's okay. We right. don't mind. <laughs> they wow. would touch our hair. They would touch our hair, touch our braids. They would ask us, do you, did you get these in the manufacturer? How does this happen? Did you, you know, were they manufactured? And we're like trying to explain it, but that's something they didn't see because you don't see okay. black women traveling to China. You see black women traveling, but a lot of times they don't see them going to China. They go all over the other, they're all over the world, but that's not one place that people desire to always go. Right. Um, so it was just eye-opening when you go to these other countries, like, you know, in Dubai. Dubai is beautiful. Such a beautiful place. <clears throat> and it's one of my favorite places that I've gone to, you know, but just experiencing the culture, you know, over there, you know, when they see, <clears throat> look, when looking at their women who are fully clothed and they have, um, like you can only see their eyes through the covers, but they have the best eye makeup. Like you, like they're flawless. Like they're just gorgeous, beautiful women and just learning about their culture and learning, um, experiencing it. You know, they have ATM machines that dispense gold. (laughs) (laughs) I needed some money when I was over there. I said, I don't think I could go to that ATM machine. (laughs) 
but just experiencing things that you don't experience on the day-to-day here in the U.S. And it's so important to understand that and bring that back and, and let people know that it's, it's these people you can't be afraid of. You can't be afraid of Muslims. You can't be thinking everyone's a terrorist. You can't stereotype people based on their culture or where they live. So it's important. And I am going to Dubai next year. Somebody asked me yesterday. I'm planning a group. talk. We will talk offline because people have been asking me, can you do a Dubai trip? Yes, I am going to do one next year. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I know I saw on your Facebook you're not planning any more um, trips for this year. So uh, which makes sense because you said you normally plan like seven to, what, nine months out. So, yes, I'm definitely going to talk to you about the Dubai trip because I've never traveled internationally with the exception of, if you want to call the Bahamas and Jamaica international. I mean, that's like the typical cruise trip, and that's, you know, how I did it. But I think in order for me to – I know. Let me retract that. I know in order for me to continue to grow um, and really, you know, I think – traveling, it makes you more self-aware. Like you mentioned, all of the experiences you've had. And and what's funny is when we travel, it gives us a different perspective of life. But like you mentioned, in China, they had never seen black women with braids before, let alone black women in general, really. Um, So in person, you know, in their country, in their comfort zone. So it gives them a different perspective of life, too, which is really amazing. And I think that's what life is really all about. And so... I knew when I was planning for, you know, who I would interview this season, I said, I've got to get Monique on here because I have friends who always talk about traveling, but they always want to go to Miami or Las Vegas. And I never really get too excited about it anymore. It's like, okay, that's great and all, but what about other countries, like places most people don't get to go? What about that? And so I wanted to really get your perspective on the importance of traveling and why we should do it more often and how to do it without, you know, having to spend thousands of dollars. I know when I reached out to you a few years ago about Dubai, you sent me a link, and the trips were, like, less than $2,000, like, collectively. So I know firsthand it's not as expensive as most people think it is. So, um, you know, thank you so much for hanging out with me and giving us some insight into how you plan such amazing vacations and trips and why we should do it more often. So can you tell us how we can contact you about this Dubai trip next year and about any of your upcoming um, travel excursions? And when you do get your blog or your travel business started up, can you tell us how we can reach you and stay connected? Yes. So anyone who's looking to – travel, especially internationally, or, you know, if you haven't gone on a trip and you're thinking, hey, I'd love to do this with a group, I will be doing at least two to three group trips next year. I know that one is Dubai. Um, We're looking at possibly Africa, and then I'm not sure the third one, we're looking at Brazil. Um, So I will um, be posting the dates for that, and anyone who's interested, it's as simple as do a deposit. We'll help with the payment plan, but everything will be affordable. So anything, the amount that you spend in Miami or in Vegas or any of those places, you can get such uh, a better experience going internationally. You know, if you don't have a passport and you want to come on these trips, you want to start applying for your passport. That's going to be number one. Get a passport because you're going to fill it up with stamps. You know, I'm always traveling somewhere. Um, Even if you want to book your own trip, you need help finding some great deals, you can reach out to me. 
I can give you my email address where you can email me at griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, dot Monique at sbcglobal.net, or just give me a call. My number is 707-803-3870. So I'm always available to help anyone. Like I said, Natasha's coming with me to Dubai, so anybody else who wants to join us. <laughs> we will yeah. be in Dubai. It will be the best experience. And then once you go international, you're not even going to look to go on a national vacation anymore. It's, there's nothing like it. Right. It's like I go on Apple. Once you go iPhone, you know, some people say you can't go back to Android. It's kind of, I think, the same feeling, you guys. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, thank you so much, Monique. I am so excited about this episode because I know that it will be very beneficial to a lot of us out here trying to add some stamps on our passport. And so like she mentioned, if you guys want to join us in Dubai next year, reach out to her. She shared her email address and her telephone number. And if you're on my email list, I will also make sure to make note of that when this episode goes live. So special thanks to everybody who tunes in every week and who um, are leaving amazing reviews on iTunes just a few days ago, a couple of days ago. We are now officially a five-star podcast, so give you give yourselves a, a hand clap, and I just want to express my gratitude. I'm super thankful to each of you for helping to make my dream come true with this podcast. So remember to subscribe, leave a review. You can also text TABLETOP to 31996 to become a Tabletop with Heidi Insider. And until next time, guys, have an amazing week, and I will talk to you in Episode 22. This episode is brought to you by TheMotivationMaven.com, your one-stop shop for all things motivation. To learn more about advertising on Tabletop with Toddy, email info at thetoddybrand.com. 